At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. Simple Mobile is different. You can get a powerful nationwide 5G network all without a contract. It's the reliability you need when you need it, with no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available. Glenn Fittick's Richest 25 campaign aims to challenge the historically unitary and largely misinterpreted vision of wealth and what it means to live a life of riches that is commonly displayed in culture. Richest 25 breaks from the single malt scotch whiskey norm and helps redefine what it means to be rich. The launch of the Glenn Fittick Richest 25 is a curation of 25 individuals that challenge traditional notions of wealth and express an alternate idea of what it means to live a life of riches. For me, it's about fulfilling work and flexibility in my time and nobody breathing down my neck except for you, Jen. And when there's too much breathing, I reach for my Glenfiddich 23. I want it to be old enough to have its own scotch if it wants to. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenfiddich 2021, imported by William Grant & Sons, Inc., New York, New York. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Free speech is under assault like never before. Freedom is under attack more now than ever before. Because radical doesn't mean crazy. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. With the help of the media, big tech, and the global elite, the left is attempting to seize control of my generation. It's time to fight back. It's time to let freedom ring. Hello, welcome back, you beautiful people. It is November 3rd, 2021. I'm recording this the night before because while you're hearing this, I am on, uh, I'm either on my way or I'm at a rally at the Georgia State Capitol to talk about election integrity because it matters. Election integrity is the only, is the most important thing in my opinion because if we don't have election integrity, we don't have a country. But we got a big show to get into today. First, we're going to start with uh with this clip so we're gonna play this clip of so so joe biden it's been known okay it's been known that joe biden is given a list of people to talk about or to call on right they they pre-script these questions and they're given a list to to call on and they are making sure to Make sure that, that he only talks to the people who are going to ask them very fair questions. Like I live in a state senate district where we had a state senator who don't ask who don't answer a lot of questions unless it's a very friendly crowd. And so this is uh, this is something that happens across the board. And with that being said, you know, listen to, listen to the clip. Um, Jen Epstein, Wall Street Journal. I mean, excuse me. I beg your pardon. Yeah, I beg your pardon for ruining our country, but you can't see the video because this is an audio thing. But he is currently like he's holding a pamphlet that has like the pictures and everything of like who to call on. But uh, this next part is what really gets into you. Bloomberg. I hope I I, I, I got it. I got it. Thank you. Especially since my granddaughter works for you guys uh, in a different circumstance. So I I got it. I'm in trouble. Well, I'm going to ask a. Yeah, and America's in trouble because you are the commander in chief. Now, I do want to play this cut that I got from the Dan Bongino show. I'm sorry, I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. Jennifer Jacob Bloomberg. I'm going to get in trouble with my my staff. Yeah, go ahead. I pretended that you didn't answer you. Looking for my mask. I'm in trouble. 
They're suffering at what this moment. What do you moment. say to the folks in India? Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to just last question I'll take. And I'm really going to be in trouble. Yeah, you're going to be in trouble because you answer questions. Well, it's crazy how that's your job is to answer questions. I think JFK, uh, JFK had the record for having the most personal press briefings when he, he would do it, uh, that he would do it. And uh, here, here's another clip that I want to play that's great. We're playing a lot of clips today. And I'm going to say something's going to get me in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble here. I was the last question I'll take. And I'm really going to be in trouble. Without taking more time, I'm going to get in trouble. I get in trouble for Sam, and I'm going to say it again. You may remember how trouble I get in. I get in trouble here. Who is Joe Biden always in trouble with? It's a fair question. Could it be the radical left in his party? Could it be the moderate left in his party? Could it be the American people? Because as you're listening to this today, the day that I'm recording this, there was an election for governor in the state of Virginia. A guy named Glenn Youngkin defeated all the odds, came from not being involved in politics to becoming the Republican nominee, and now it looks like uh, he very well could set that apart. Now, I have no idea exactly what's going to happen, obviously, because I'm talking to you from the past, but there's a very good chance he could win because whoever is holding Joe Biden in trouble don't know how to run this country. They're doing it absolutely terrible. We said it jokingly, Back in 2020, during the campaign, that Joe Biden would be uh, would be a would be a puppet president, meaning he would just do whatever the biggest supporter of him, the biggest donor of him, wanted him to do, right? And this is evident because if you look at what happened, there was a there was a summit, an electric vehicle car summit that was held at the White House, where uh, Joe Biden and uh, I think Pete Buttigieg spoke about how they wanted to get the U.S. to 50 percent of new cars sold were electric vehicles. Sure. I mean, it's probably honestly the future. I don't care. You know, Teslas are really cool cars. But the thing with Tesla is Tesla wasn't invited. You know who was invited? Well, Ford, GM, all these big companies who just recently started doing this. Tesla has been making electric cars for the better part of a decade. And as we'll get into later, it appears Biden just may be asleep at the wheel. Biden just may be asleep at the wheel. So the whole premise of this discussion today is who is Joe Biden at odds with? Who who is getting who is who is telling Joe Biden, hey, if you don't do this, you will be in trouble, even though you're supposedly the most powerful man in the country? Could it be the far left? A report via Campus Reform says, forget the gender unicorn, genderbred person is here to explain sexuality. This is at the University of Arkansas. So Arkansas is a very conservative state. So if you think your kids are safe, they're not. Send them to a, a, a very conservative school. Officials at the University of Arkansas used a gingerbread person as a teaching resource in a presentation on safe zones and sexuality. The creators of the gender unicorn have criticized the gingerbread person for being too Western. The gingerbread person was featured at the University of Arkansas Safe Zone Allies Training, where presenters used a figure to explain what they characterize as the spectrum of human sexuality. The gingerbread person was first designed in 2011 by Sam Killerman, an artist and activist, and has been downloaded nearly 3 million times. Yeah, who cares? Killerman has also authored projects such as Safe Zone 2.0, and it's, present, it's pronounced metrosexual. Now, is your question is, do I know what a metrosexual is? The answer is, I have no idea. The gingerbread person focuses on anatomical sex, gender identity, gender expression, and attraction. Because apparently whoever you're attracted to, that's, you know, that, that fits in that. Okay. 
According to the Genderbed Person website, biological sex refers to one's physical characteristics, but should not be associated with one's gender. And so I'm looking at it right now, and I, I mean, 108 countries have this. It's uh, at itspronouncedmetrosexual.com. And so you have gender identity. You have women on the left, woman on the left, man on the right, and gender queer in the middle. So you only have three options. I thought there were 137 options. It says gender identifies identities, how you and your head think about yourself. It's the chemistry that composes you and how you interpret what that means. So it breaks this down to you have sex, which is, you know, your, 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 your thing down South. It has orientation where your heart is like who you like has identity and then has expression. And so the expression goes from feminine, masculine, and androgynous. Gender expression, apparently, is how you demonstrate your gender based on traditional gender roles through the ways you act, dress, behave, and interact. Then has biological sex. Biological sex, female, biological sex refers to the objectively measurable organs, hormones, and chromosomes. Female uh, means you have a vagina, ovaries, double X, chromosomes. Males mean you have a... uh, a penis, testes, XY chromosomes, intersex is a combination of thereof. Sexual orientation, on the other hand, is you're either heterosexual, bisexual, or homosexual. But you can't be bisexual because there are 137 genders. You got to be 137 gender sexual. Sexual orientation apparently is who you are physically, spiritually, and emotionally attracted to based on their sex and gender in relation to your own. Now, here's the crazy thing. I have a great way that we could that we could do all of this. It's pretty simple. If you're born with a penis, you're a man. And if you're born without one, you're a female. And if you're a man who has one and you like girls, you're heterosexual. If you're a man and you have one and you like and you like males, you're homosexual. If you're a man and you have one and you like both, you're bisexual. Same goes true on the female side. That's pretty simple. But the problem is this is not that if, if that was it, if that was all and be whatever, they're teaching this to students. And I was on the Todd Starn show yesterday, or I guess two days ago at this point, talking um, about, about this. And he said, he said something that stuck with me. Noah, you're a very smart guy. You'd be able to see through this. It's about the people who won't be able to see through this or those who are kind of liberal and who are going to get, absolutely indoctrinated and radicalized by this. Now, Micah Button, a student at the University of Arkansas, told Campus Reform that the main issue with these progressive diagrams is they're passed down from the faculty to the students. Professors are now taking this information and passing it on to impressionable students who might already be confused. That just makes it more confusing. In the first minute, the first minute on the September 30th training, the presenters asked each participant to put their preferred pronouns in their Zoom name. The presenters later clarified that calling these labels preferred pronouns is counterintuitive to the progress of safe zones. Oh my God. As indicated by one of the presentation slides, participants were asked to say, ouch, when someone, when quote, someone's words or actions may hurt you. Participants were also asked to say, oops, after saying something unintentionally that they may regret. Button went on to say, as students, we think this information must be right because the professor has a college degree and he's being paid to teach us. Nobody knows that this professor has just learned this information from some woke liberal the day before. 
The gingerbread person is one of, of is only one of many progressive graphics and diagrams that have saturated higher education today. You also have the gender unicorn. What the heck? This is not just happening in Arkansas. In August, campus reform covered this. That, that was happening in the University of Hawaii at Manoa. So maybe, just maybe, this is who Joe Biden's going to get in trouble with. The woke left. Potentially. The gingerbread person. That's a woke left thing. Maybe he's not maybe he's not biting into it enough. Maybe he's going to be getting in bed in trouble with those radical right wingers. This is via uh, Right Side Broadcasting Network uh, by uh, by a uh, reporter Summer Lane who does great work. Michigan voters are concerned and angry about the unanswered questions surrounding the 2020 presidential election. Decrying reports of shocking fraud that occurred in across the states and demanding that Michigan elected officials take their concerns seriously. On Saturday, Michiganders attended a public meeting with Macomb County Clerk Anthony Forlini and laid out their grievances, even going so far as to read an excerpt from the official Michigan election law, demanding an immediate canvas and audit of the 2020 presidential election. So maybe these people are. Maybe it's the people who are going to go vote for Glenn Youngkin today. Corona is a staunch is a staunch supporter of President Trump and election integrity, noting that if we don't secure our elections, nothing else matters. Yeah, rocket science, right? Crone worked the polls and later testified about the dubious tabulation process of Dominion voting machines during a hearing held by the Michigan House Oversight Committee. This is what Crone wrote. Forlini stumbled through his initial presentation before taking questions from voters. When Melissa Crone was given an opportunity to speak, she cited an excerpt from Michigan Election Law Act 116.168.870. Board of Canvassers, investigation of recount. Forlini's response was as, as expected. It was a complete subversion. Forlini stated it was the first time that he'd heard of such law, which was quickly disputed by many within the meeting, informing him that they had sent the law to him on several occasions with no response. This was disappointing to the attendees to, at the meeting, to say the least. Many at the meeting were reported, reportedly upset that they were, that they were the ones informing their clerk of, on election law. That's his job. Several officials were derelict of their duties over the past year. Unsurprisingly, though, and Macomb County is not the only county to garner spotlight for reports of election irregular, irregularities. In Antrim County in northern Michigan, it was discovered in an audit conducted by the Allied Security Operations Group that 6,000 votes were switched over to President Trump on November 5th, two days after election night. Michigan attorney Stephanie Lambert reported that there was evidence of voting machines being breached during the presidential election, pointing out that the Dominion CEO absolutely lied when he said that Dominion voting machines were not connected to the Internet. This is pointed out a cyber symposium by Mike Lindell. So maybe that's who Joe Biden's problem was with. People who are yelling, let's go Brandon, let's go Brandon. Maybe that's what's happening. Meh, maybe. Maybe the most likely cause that's who he's in trouble with. That he's in trouble with the people who voted the uh, 74-ish million Americans who voted to re-elect President Trump back in 2020. Could be true. It absolutely could be true. I don't think that's true. And if you think that that's true, then you're going to need to to do some research. Because when has Joe Biden ever cared about what the right wants? 
When you share the gift of Play-Doh Compound, every can opens a world full of colorful possibilities. A blue alien can ride a purple donut, or a robot and a bear can share a pink birthday cake. So surprise them with the Play-Doh brand this holiday and watch imagination take shape. People are upset. Maybe, maybe, maybe he is in trouble with the people on the right and the left who don't want to get vaccinated. This is via the Western Journal. Teenager injected with COVID vaccine at school without parental consent. It's normal that parents of minors, this is via Abby Leibing over at uh, Western Journal, that parents of minors want to know what's going on in their child's body. But on October 20th in Louisiana, a teen was given the COVID vaccine without his parents knowing or consenting. Austin Health System a nonprofit healthcare provider in Southeast Louisiana has been sending out mobile units to distribute the COVID vaccine. Now it finds itself in trouble after accidentally vaccinating a 16 year old boy at East Jefferson high school. And I'm not going to try to pronounce that without obtaining his parents consent. Now his mother, Jennifer Revan is threatening to sue the egregious and reckless actions of Oshner and East Jefferson high school. Well beyond any legal or moral bounds at a minimum and constitute a battery upon the child. The attorney said, according to the lawyer, the teen signed up for the vaccine, but thought that he meant he was receiving the shot at a later date. He meant to discuss it with his mother before the vaccination, but then felt pressured and got the jab. Over the Epic Times, they reported that Jennifer Raven's signature was on the consent form, but Maturin said that she did not sign the document that her, and that her son did not forge it. Well, we firmly believe in vaccinating adolescents to keep them safe from COVID-19, this should be done with only with parental consent. Our team has been notified that a student was vaccinated without proper parental consent at a school vaccination event. We have procedures in place to ensure that all policies are followed. However, in this instance, this did not occur. We've taken immediate action to review our on-site vaccination policies and to ensure that these policies will be strictly enforced moving forward. The situation is awful. I've said this many times, and I'll probably say it many times. You want to get vaccinated? You vaccinated. That's your that's your call. But parents should have the rights. And a lot of people don't want to get vaccinated. Now, a few weeks after saying that he would require his his people to get vaccinated and he would make sure they get vaccinated, Mark Cuban at the Dallas Mavericks will no longer be requiring most fans to provide proof of vaccine or negative tests to attend games. In late September, the Dallas Mavericks announced that fans would be required to provide this proof of vaccination or have a negative COVID-19 test in order to attend home games. Now, six games in, the Mavericks are reversing course. The Mavericks on Saturday said that most fans will no longer be required to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test to attend them. The Mavericks, in conjunction with the NBA, announced today that beginning November 15th, fans seated beyond 15 feet of the court will no longer be, be needed to complete a fan health survey. Those same fans will also no longer need to submit proof of negative COVID-19 tests or full vaccination status within two days of the event. The decision was made in da- as cases in Dallas County, Texas have been below 500 per day in recent weeks. Masks, however, will still be required for fans over two years old. Maybe this is the people that Biden's going to get in trouble with. Ah, potentially. Or maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's someone else. So I think that potentially Joe Biden could be in trouble with the deep state. Now, this is via the Western Journal. uh, A reporter over there named C. Douglas Golden. 
Leaks suggest an admin staffers intentionally kept Biden ignorant of key details on the sub deal. During a joint media briefing with President uh, Emmanuel Macron of France in Rome last week, U.S. President Joe Biden swore, swore, he didn't know that the French hadn't been briefed in advance on the AUKUS deal, a deal in which the United States and the United Kingdom would provide nuclear submarines to Australia, canceling out a deal Australia had made with France for conventionally powered submarines. <clears throat> well, the answer is, I think, it hap- I think what had happened was, that's exactly what, I, I think what had happened was, what he did was very clumsy. It was not done with a lot of grace. It was done in the impression certain things had happened that had, had not that had not happened. And Biden said when asked about whether the United States and relationships uh, with Francis had been mended, what do you think had happened that had not happened? The reporter asked in response. He said, I was under the impression that France had not been had been informed, sorry, long before that the deal was not going through. I, honest to God, and he's a Catholic, so you can trust it, did not know you had not been. Biden said, according to the White House transcript of the event, but having said that, look, there's so much we have done together, suffered together, celebrated together, and valued together for anything to rally to really break this up. Here, I'll play a clip. Is the relationship repaired? You're asking me? (laughs) The answer is, I think... uh, what happened uh, was, to use an English phrase, what we did was clumsy. It was not done with a lot of grace. I was under the impression certain things had happened that hadn't happened. And, uh, but uh, I want to make it clear, France is an extremely, extremely valued partner. They should have asked Macron. Now, this seemed hard to believe when it was uttered several days ago. Now, thanks to the Australian, we know that Biden is likely either lying or no longer possesses any memory to be president, or he's not being informed. In a document published in, the, in Australia, Monday in the United States, the Australian's Cameron Stewart, an associate editor, wrote that there's a confidential 15-page document that raises serious doubts about the president's claim he believed France knew ahead of time that its $90 billion deal with Australia would be terminated. The document shows Joe Biden's advisors in the White House National Security Council were fully aware France had not been told ahead of the announcement of the new Australia-US-UK AUKUS pack in September that its contracts to build French attacks-class submarines were doomed. He continued adding the secret document, describes to the hour how the world would be told of the new US-UK AUKUS pack. The reports revealed two particular damning things. First, there were serious discussions between the National Security Council and the Australian-British officials about how the deal would be announced and how France would be placated. Second, judging by the amount of time the discussions spent on the geopolitical waves that AUKUS would cause, they were less worried about the fallout with France than they were with potentially other rifts. How would China respond? How would Japan and Korea react? What were the implications for non-proliferation? How do we deal with Canada, a fellow member of the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance? who also wanted technology which would be promised to Australia under this pact. Nevertheless, an Australian government official said Biden's National Security Council was aware the French would be miffed, if not perhaps as thermonuclear miffed as they ended up being, with America's oldest ally recalling its ambassador briefly. We had a decision timeline that everyone had to hit on different marks. 
The announcement was made within the same news cycle because you can't cancel the biggest procurement in our history and not have, not have an answer to the question of what next. The sequencing was understood by everybody that that was the only way we could do it. So maybe the deep state's against him. I don't know why. They'll pretty much do whatever he says. But maybe the deep, deep state is against him. I know one thing. I know who is against him. The American people should be against him. Because he's doing an absolutely terrible job. And that is why she has, and that is why she has, people in Virginia will probably have elected Glenn Youngkin by the time you and I, you are hearing this. I will know, and I will let you know. I'll post it on, on social media. Now, I want to play this uh, video by Ken Paxton. We're pleased, obviously. Uh, several of the justices had concerns about the broad implications if a state is allowed to um, nullify a federal right through a scheme like Texas SB 8. And so we, we hope to have relief uh, from this court finally after this law has been in effect for two months now, depriving patients across the state from being able to exercise a fundamental right that's been recognized by this court. The of this bill in the Texas House of Representatives shall be... And as you know, this bill does something that hasn't been done like this in Texas before, which is to recognize that life is protected when the heartbeat is first detected. And I was honored to be in court today representing that viewpoint and representing the laws of the state of Texas that, that we believe in, that people of our state have elected our representatives to do. So the focus for me is this case and this, this case alone. What happens in other states and what their legislators are elected to do are, are different than what our, our elected officials are elected to do. And so each state has a responsibility to do what they think is right, and their legislators have, have a responsibility to represent their constituents' views. Yeah, 100% right. Now, currently, Kyle Rittenhouse, is his trial is taking place in... Wisconsin. And there are some crazy things happening. Now, I'm going to show some footage that has never been released uh, until today. This is released by Human Events. So, I'm going to turn that down so I can tell you what's going on. So, right now, you see Kyle Rittenhouse. And he, he's standing... He's standing, he's minding, you know, pretty much minding his own business, and people are starting to, to run up on him. And Rittenhouse is now saying, does anybody need medical? Medical. Further. You can, you can, you can, you can hear him short, like very lowly saying, does anybody need medical? And this is when he comes in, into contact with David Rosenbaum. Definitely need that trash can to put their garbage out. Oh, he's blocking the road. So as you're watching, so, uh, this is uh, this is drone footage right here. You can see how everything is lining up. And then just here in a second, Red Rittenhouse is still yelling. Does anybody need medical? I see a large crowd over here smashing the SUVs. I 
So we're watching. And then this, this part. This is when people start attacking Kyle Rittenhouse. And he's yelling, hey, I'm friendly. I'm friendly. They're, 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 and they're chasing him and they're throwing what the, 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 the Molotov cocktail. And that's when, and as you just heard, that's when Kyle has opened up fire. Now with all this being said, I have said multiple times before that if Kyle were my cousin, I would have told him not to go, but he went nonetheless. And if Kyle was not found innocent, Quite frankly, I believe this is a malicious prosecution currently. He needs to be found innocent. Hey, Noah here. I wanted to take a second because I realized I don't know if you know who I am. So I like to take the last few minutes of every single show to tell you who I am. I mean, you turn into the dial right now. You know, you may have no, have no idea who I am. My name is Noah Ring. I'm foremost the, uh, the, the most prominent college conservative activist in the country. Uh, I got my start a couple of years ago. Uh, in 2016-ish, you know, working uh, to try to help uh, Donald Trump get elected. Since then, uh, obviously, I've grown up a little bit since 2016. I was only 15 in 2016 when Donald Trump was elected to be the president of the United States. And I spent four years defending Donald Trump's uh, America First policy, defending him in the classroom. I uh, have kind of I've kind of token that, that I, I fight for conservatism and Trump in the classroom. So that's what I've done for the last four years. I've fought... For Donald Trump against radical left-wing professors, students, administrators, everyone. I also helped to defend many students across this country. Look, a lot of people weren't lucky like me and lived in a very conservative school district. And a lot of people are afraid that if they speak out against their radical professors or their radical teachers or principals or whoever, that they will be ridiculed. And they'll be grade doc, which if you don't know what grade docking is, it's when they drop your grade uh, simply because they don't like you, simply because in this case, you support Donald Trump, you support uh, pro-life, pro-gun, and you are for America first. With that being said, I am a contributor with Campus Reform, meaning whenever I find some story that of uh, some teacher doing absolutely crazy work or some college being overly, overly biased, I report on it because that is important. The, the future of America is right is in college right now. My generation will decide what happens. Gen X is overwhelmingly conservative. The millennial generation is overwhelmingly liberal. My generation will be the biggest thing because I saw a statistic a couple of years ago that by the 2028 election, my generation will be the biggest voting block in the country. And I don't know about you, but I want to live under a Republican-led country led by the conservative ideals of limited government, limited uh, uh, personal responsibility, limited government, and liberty. That is what the founding fathers guaranteed to us, and that's what I want to live by. So every Monday, I'm right here, 8 to 10 a.m., whether you're listening to this uh, on the radio or you're listening to this on the internet live stream, I'm right here. If you ever have any questions at all, you can email me, noah at noahring.org. Uh, that's my personal email. I check that too many times a day, honestly. Uh, you can also text me at 912-254-4838, 912-254-4838. But what I really seek to do with this podcast, with this radio show is I seek to 
give my generation what is needed for them to fight back against the radical left on college campuses because I've seen firsthand what happens when one party rule comes to these college campuses. You think can't you think California's bad? Wait until you step foot on a college campus because at least in California you have the protections of the Constitution of the United States. At college, you don't have those protections. So that's what I, that's who I am, that's what I'm doing, and that's why I and I appreciate you the American people, the great people of America listening and giving me this platform to be able to speak to you for, you know, roughly two hours a day, which my sixth grade teachers told me that I'd never make anything in my life talking so much, but look who has proved her wrong. Now, with that being said, make sure that you come back tomorrow at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single morning. We have great guests on all the time. We've interviewed uh, former Secretary of the Agriculture, Sonny Perdue. We've interviewed Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mike Collins, uh, Congressman Gary Graves. We've interviewed all these people. We've interviewed senators, congressmen, governors, uh, all these people who candidates as well, and just interesting people. We had on a guy named uh, Alejandro who used to be a member of Antifa and now and Black Lives Matter, and now he is one of the biggest people fighting back against those very organizations. So we have on great guests all the time, and we bring you the news that nobody else is going to bring you. You're not going to find these headlines on Fox News because I have a lot of I have a lot of people throughout the country who are looking for stories uh, that are happening in high schools and colleges and even even really some corporations. And Fox News doesn't cover those for whatever reason, so I guess I have to do that. So I hope that you will tune back in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. as we take on the left one more time. I don't know how long I'll have this platform. I don't know how long I'll be on social media, but we will take on the left one more time tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., ending at 10 a.m. So it's perfect for your morning commute. And also, if you can't listen to this live, you know, some people are busy, whatever. I do typically upload the first hour, first 40 or so minutes of the first hour to the podcast, which you can find at noahring.org. But thank you so much for tuning in today, and we will see you on the other side. Almost 90% of women have cellulite. And guess what? It's not their fault. We don't choose cellulite, but we can choose a different way to treat it. Meet Quo, Collagenase Clostridium Histolyticum, AAES, the first and only FDA-approved prescription injectable for moderate to severe cellulite in the buttocks of adult women. This non-surgical treatment is injected by an aesthetic specialist in 10 minutes or less. Individual results may vary. Do not receive if you are allergic to any collagenase or ingredients in Quo or have an infection at the treatment site. May cause serious side effects, allergic reactions including anaphylaxis and injection site bruising. Seek medical help right away for any signs of allergic hypersensitivity. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions, if you have a bleeding condition or take medicine that prevents clotting. Most common side effects include bruising, pain, hardness, itching, redness, discoloration, swelling, and warmth at the injection site. Ask your doctor about all possible side effects and for product information. If you're ready to get to the bottom of your cellulite, learn more and find a specialist at Quo.com.